I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Kilowatt. My name is Bodhi, and I am your host, and <laughs> I just recorded five minutes of a podcast that was absolute dribble. I just went on and on about absolutely nothing. So I'm re-recording it, and hopefully uh, I can condense some things. I'm recording on a Monday. The reason why is because some tiles fell off my roof, and I'm... Uh, relatively positive. It was because Tesla was working on my roof about two weeks before they fell off and maybe they kicked some decorative tiles and the wind picked it up and those decorative tiles fell onto my other roof, my garage. And that caused, you know, more tiles to break. So basically I spent my Friday looking for and repairing my roof when it was 108 degrees outside with concrete tiles. It was, uh, I wouldn't say it was miserable, but it was hot. And at some point I actually stopped sweating and <laughs> I just kept doing the, what about Bob baby steps? I was like, got to get this done. Baby steps. We're not going to make big movements. We're up on a roof, baby steps. And yeah, if you've ever seen what about Bob, just imagine me on a roof, baby stepping everything. Cause I didn't want to make a mistake cause I was dehydrated. It's a new month, so it's time to thank the patrons. But what I'm going to do, instead of listing everybody's name off in one breath, I just want to thank you individually. And by that, I mean I'm going to pick a Patreon supporter, and we're going to go in order of when you subscribe to the Patreon. And I'm just going to say thank you. And our oldest subscriber, our OG subscriber, is James, who you've heard me mention tons of times before, James from Canada. He runs the True North EV podcast, which I talk about all the time and still recommend you go and check it out because it's a nice companion podcast to this one. So, James, thank you very much for subscribing to the show. Thank you for being a patron and thank you for all your contributions. I really appreciate you. If you would like to become a Patreon supporter, go to patreon.com forward slash kilowatt or support kilowatt.com. You can look at the tiers that we have available. There's only two levels. Very simple. One dollar level and five dollar level. And I occasionally put some free stuff up there for everybody to view, so you're welcome to do that as well. One added benefit of being a Patreon supporter is you get an extended version of the show, most shows. And in this week's Patreon exclusive content, we are going to be talking about Rivion. All right, let's get to some news finally. You may hear my kids in the background because they're playing in the living room and they're being very, 
They're being very loud. They're being good, but they're being very loud. So just so as you know. I have a little problem with the headline of our first story today. And here's the headline written by Joey Klinder of Tesserati. GM has a new plan to overtake Tesla, and it starts with an electric van. Now, before I talk about the article, does anybody listening to this show actually believe that GM will overtake Tesla with an electric van? Yeah, I I don't believe that either. So I'm not sure why that headline was written. I don't think it's a very good headline. But the electric van in question is a commercial van that will be used or allegedly be used to deliver packages for, you know, like UPS, Amazon, the United States Postal Service, that kind of thing. Honestly, I think this is a great space for GM to be in. I just don't think that they're going to overtake Tesla because they built a commercial van. Now, I would like to say that I like Joey Klinder's writing. I don't have anything bad to say about him or his article or Tesserati. I think they're a great organization. I think he's a great writer. I just wasn't a big fan of the headline before we move, before it sounds like I'm trashing the guy because I'm not. I, I'm a big fan. All right. BYD, a Chinese EV maker, they make like buses and passenger vehicles in China. Warren Buffett is actually an investor. They're going to provide EV batteries to Ford, which is interesting, right? Ford plans to release 10-ish EVs in China by the end of 2021. Now, this will either be new vehicles altogether or redesigned vehicles. And I'm kind of feeling like most of them will just kind of be redesigned vehicles and they'll just throw an electric motor and a battery in there and they'll call it good. Neo has a neat feature or benefit for their vehicles. You can drive into a little building and your battery is automatically removed from your vehicle and a freshly charged battery is put in its place. The whole process is actually very cool. You drive into a little building, a machine comes, you know, slides underneath your car, it takes out your old battery and then it puts it away to charge and it gives you a freshly charged battery and you're free to go. It's much faster than actually charging your batteries. Neo has recently crossed 500,000 battery swaps. When I first started talking about this a few years ago, and I can't remember exactly which year it was, but it was early on in the podcast within the first year, maybe year and a half, I didn't think this was going to work very well. Actually, I was just really unclear as, as was this going to be good for Neo and it would have worked the way that it was advertised because Tesla tried something very similar and it went nowhere, but Tesla's involved actual people and this is all, you know, automated. Neo was actually very smart in designing their car around this concept or uh, around this feature, I guess. It seems to be working and I think it's pretty cool, especially when you consider Neo hasn't, you know, they're in the tens of thousands of vehicles sold, I think they've only sold a total of 50,000 vehicles total. So 500,000 battery swaps is actually pretty impressive. And finally, in our little Neo section here, Neo had a fantastic May. They sold 751 ES8s, which is their seven-seat luxury SUV, and they sold 2,585 ES6s, which is their five-seat SUV, for a grand total of 3436 
vehicle sold in May, which is a 216% increase year over year, which is great news for NEO. I think they've sold a little over 10,000 total for the 2020 uh, year, I guess this year, I should say. And I'm looking forward to someday seeing NEO in the United States. Okay, let's talk about Porsche. And honestly, this isn't the most exciting news you're going to hear on this podcast today. But Porsche is adding six new color options for their Porsche Taycan, their 2021 Porsche Taycan. The article in is in the show notes. Um, this shouldn't be news, but honestly, the colors and the way that they look on the Taycan, they're beautiful. Like Porsche does a fantastic job. No matter what you think about the Taycan, it is a stunning car. So go to the article. Uh, there's a total of 16 colors for the Taycan, 2021 Taycan. And just take a look. Like the white, I think Tesla does the best white for any vehicle. But the Taycan is a close second. It's just, the vehicle is just stunning. So I'll just leave that there. And <laughs> uh, other related EV news, some Jaguar dealers are dropping the price of the Jaguar I-Pace by $20,000. Keep in mind that still makes it a $50,000 car, so it's not cheap. A Jaguar spokesperson is blaming the COVID pandemic for slow sales. Okay, sounds right. Um, I also don't necessarily think anybody's buying them at a rapid pace, but you can get 0% interest for 72 months. This is for new finance customers. And you can defer your payment for 90 days if you would like. I actually went and visited a local Jaguar dealership and looked at the iPace, and it is really beautiful. Like the fit and finish on the inside of the vehicle is just top notch. The car itself on the interior and exterior is a really beautiful car. I think that if Tesla didn't exist, this might be the gold standard for electric vehicles. Keep in mind, I haven't seen a Taycan in real life. So this visit to the dealership was about a year ago. And at the time, the salesperson told me they were only selling, I think it was one to two a month. It wasn't very many, but let's give them the benefit of the doubt and say it was five to 10 a month. That's still not a whole lot of cars. Granted, the Taycan is at that time was a $70,000 vehicle. So, you know, that makes it big difference. You don't have to sell a lot of $70,000 vehicles to make, you know, a little bit of money off of that one particular car because that's, you know, 10 vehicles is 700 plus thousand dollars in sales. I have seen some I-Paces in the wild, but it's very few. On that same day, I actually went and looked at an Audi e-tron because the Jaguar dealership and the Audi dealership were fairly close to each other. And the e-tron was a nice car, but nowhere near as nice as the I-Pace. Like the I-Pace, like I said, the interior, the exterior is just stunning. They did a great job designing that car. All right. Lordstown Motors has received a letter of intent from Momentum Group to purchase 900 endurance EV pickup trucks. Now, the Momentum Group is a fleet management specialist uh, for corporate customers. That's what it says on their website. I would never come up with the term fleet, manage, fleet management specialist on my own. Basically, they just manage fleets for corporate customers. Oh, my, <laughs> my kids are 
doing martial arts. Now they do martial arts over Zoom until the the martial arts studio that they go to opens up and they are screaming the creed. I don't know if you can hear it. I'll be quiet for a second. Anyway, it's very cute when they do it. It's also very distracting. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Germany has a new incentive plan. Here are some highlights of the plan. Gas stations must provide EV charging stations, which I think is a really good idea. Canada has been doing this for a while on their own. One Canadian uh, gas station chain for sure that I know of. And then existing subsidies for EVs are doubled. And then fuel taxes for petrol vehicles, ha- that's increased. So it makes owning a an EV more attractive in Germany. So that is really excited for... <laughs> my kids are making so much noise. I'm so sorry. That is really exciting for the German uh, EV owner. <laughs> okay. Recently, Nikola Motor announced their hydrogen EV hybrid pickup truck, the Nikola Badger. Nikola is opening up reservations for this pickup truck on June 29th of 2020 this year. Nikola will also announce the date of Nikola World 2020 on June 29th. So it's actually kind of a big couple of weeks for Nikola. They are a publicly traded company now that's gotten all approved. Their stock went from like $30 to $80, which is great, not only for Nikola, but for all of their <laughs> all of their employees that receive stock options and hopefully they get to exercise those at the $80 level if they want to. Anyway, Nikola is also going to show off their new battery technology at Nikola world 2020 last year. They held it in April this year. I'm guessing it's going to probably be November. October is still really hot in Phoenix and you just don't want to be outside. Like October for me is the worst month in Phoenix because you're ready for it to be cool. And the UV index is still pretty high and it may not be like miserable hot outside, but because the UV index is high and you're expecting it to be cooler in October, it's just not. Oh, October is terrible. So I'm going to guess November, probably early November for Nikola so that they can get the Nikola Badger to like the LA Auto Show if that's even going to happen. We'll see. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and stop rambling. In our next story, Tesla sold 11,095 Model 3s in May. This was in China, making it the best-selling EV in China, which is awesome for Tesla. They reduced the price so that the vehicles could qualify for Chinese government subsidies. And apparently that's working out for Tesla because they sold, you know, best-selling EV in China, which is pretty impressive because there's a lot of competitions for EVs in China. Tesla also may be building a 12-passenger van for the Boring Company. This is in line with the Tesla Master Plan Part 2, and it's on brand for Elon to have this synergistic style between companies that he's running So I don't think anybody is really surprised by this news. Tesla has also purchased a machine that will cast the Model Y's rear underbody in a single cast. Currently, it's two pieces. And we talked about this, I don't know, seems like seven, eight months ago, where Tesla wanted the whole underbody of the Model Y to be one single piece. So it sounds like they're working towards that. This will, of course, improve efficiencies, and the machine is called the 
Hydra OL6100CS. It's 64 feet long. It's 17 feet tall and it weighs 410 tons. So pretty impressive machine. I would actually like to see a video of how this thing works. It sounds pretty cool. How it works for Tesla. I know that other companies will use it for other things, but I want to see how it works for Tesla. One of the things that I like about Teslas is that panoramic glass roof that they have. But one of the things that concerns me is the panoramic glass roof that they have, because if you have to replace it, it seems like it's going to be very expensive. There's a video of four protesters standing on a Tesla on the glass roof as Tesla is leading protesters through Seattle. So four adults standing on top of the glass roof, and it seems to be fine. So that's pretty impressive. Good news for Chinese residents who would like to purchase a Model Y. Tesla has launched the Model Y configurator in China. Initially, the Model Y will start out at 68,000 US dollars and arrive sometime in 2021. Now, as Tesla ramps up production, they'll start making the I don't know if it's more affordable. I guess the more affordable version of the Model Y as well, so that price will come down. But uh, good news for folks in China who'd like to buy a Model Y. Model Y test drives, speaking of Model Y, they're coming according to an email sent to an owner from the Tesla store in Walnut Creek, California. I still haven't seen a Model Y in the wild. Like I live in a place that is heavily populated by people who drive Teslas. When I first moved into my neighborhood, no one had a Tesla at least in the you know surrounding streets around me. And now I see Teslas all over the place in my neighborhood, from Model 3s to Xs to Ss. Like when I drive my kids to school, back when you could do that kind of a thing, I would see at least 10 Teslas on the way to their school and you know 10 on the way back. It was a lot. And I haven't seen a Model Y, not once. I'm still hunting for one. Um, I'm really like Elmer Fudd in this regard. I keep hunting for Wabbits, but I have not found a Wabbit. So hopefully someday, someday, fingers crossed. Tesla's acquired Compass Automation. Actually, Tesla acquired Compass Automation in 2017, and they make equipment to manufacture cars. And actually, according to Compass Automation's now disabled website. This is what they do. At Compass Automation, we build the machines that help manufacturers compete. From jet engines to printed circuit boards, drive shafts to plastic bottles, Compass machines assemble, inspect, package, and paint the products that shape everyday lives. So it has been confirmed by Electric that Tesla did purchase this company. Um, I'm going to guess that these machines that Tesla is looking for, they're going to be building vehicles. I mean, there's an outside chance that they're going to start producing plastic bottles, but only time will tell. I think it's probably just going to be the cars though, not the plastic bottles, but who knows again, only time will tell. Tesla is planning to build 4,000 additional superchargers in China by the end of 2020. That will bring the total number of superchargers in China to 6,500. The Model 3 is selling great in China, which we've talked about before. The Model Y will be out sometime next year. This country is huge, so I imagine that 65 superchargers is a start. It's not nearly enough for the demand or the sheer landmass of China, 
I should mention that Tesla owners can charge their Teslas at third-party chargers. So there's that, but I'm sure that Tesla would like the infrastructure to be in place to actually support their customers. Uh, the exterior of the Model Y factory in China is now complete. That's pretty impressive because this is actually a very large building. Uh, and that's including the fact that there was a coronavirus pandemic in China. So five months with the pandemic. Production for the Model Y should start January 7th of next year, if you believe global times. If you don't, then production will start sometime in 2021. If you live in Quebec and you have a Tesla Model 3, you may be eligible for a class action lawsuit. Apparently, there's some paint issues, and it could affect as many as 6,293 Model 3s. Owners are seeking $5,000 Canadian to actually fix the problem and $1,000 in damages. If Tesla loses this class action lawsuit, it could cost them $18 million Canadian dollars. It seems like if there really is pain issues, then Tesla should or would just do the right thing. Hopefully they do. Tesla insurance may be coming to the UK. Tesla is hiring a program manager with experience in insurance and underwriting. The position will be in London. So if you fit these criteria, this criteria, and you want to live in London, then you should apply for sure. Right now in the United States, Tesla only operates in California. I do think that there were some beta programs in Australia. So Tesla insurance might be in Australia, but it sounds like UK Tesla owners will have another option to insure their vehicles, which is always good. Hopefully it'll be more affordable than what they're using now. We talked a while ago about Chinese EV maker Xpeng. And when we were talking about them, they allegedly stole source code for Tesla's autopilot. But before we get too far into that, let's just talk about Xpeng a little bit and kind of where their philosophy is. Xpeng founder, Henry, and I think his last name is Xi, he admitted that he was very influenced by Tesla. And he has even used, or the company's even used, Tesla's open source patents. Tesla has no problem with that. Xpeng's vehicles, the G3 and the P7, are similar to the Model S and Model X. When you look at the outsides, you can kind of see that they took some design cues from the Model S and Model X, depending on which vehicle you're looking at. But then when you look at the interior, it's more clear. They have that big 17-inch center screen. I don't know if it's 17-inch, but they have this big center screen. And there's a little bit more similarities on the interior than there is on the exterior. And the similarities don't stop there. Xpeng was recently called out for having a website that was nearly identical to Tesla's website. And when you look at, I'll put the link to the article in the show notes, but if you link, look at the, the, the pictures, the screenshots that they took, you, if you weren't paying attention, you may not know that it wasn't Tesla's website. It looks so similar. So you would think that they would try and distance themselves from Tesla a little bit with this lawsuit. And then you also have the comparisons in terms of design language, but they seem to have doubled down and they're like, if it works for Tesla, it's going to work for us. Anyway, they got criticized. They changed the website a little bit. Everything's good, right? Well, not quite because Xpeng hired a former Tesla engineer 
and that engineer allegedly brought some or all of Tesla's source code with him to Xpeng. Now, Tesla is currently suing Xpeng for this and the employee. I think they brought criminal charges against the employee. Uh, and Tesla has, through that lawsuit, Tesla has requested access to Xpeng's autopilot source code. They call it uh, Xpilot. In addition to that, they would like um, exact copies of Xpeng's executives' computers, which may or may not contain evidence that Xpeng offered this Tesla employee, former Tesla employee, money to steal. And it also may contain, you know, trade secrets and things like that. Anyway, uh, so they want a clone of the executive's hard drives, and then they want records related to a similar case where a former Apple employee was accused of stealing trade secrets before becoming an XPeng employee. All right, I am not a lawyer, so I just want to be perfectly clear on this, and I don't understand a lot of stuff that involves the law and especially like lawsuits, so I might be getting some of this wrong. But Xpeng has some sort of presence in the United States. So the lawsuit was either filed in China and the United States or just the United States. But a U.S. district judge out of Virginia, he denied Tesla's request for the clones of the hard drives, the copies of the hard drives, and uh, the materials in the case against the former Apple employee. But what they did approve was Xpeng will need to hand over the source code for Xpilot and a third party will review the code for Tesla Autopilot and Xpeng's Xpilot. And once that code review has finished, that they'll determine whether or not any of Tesla's Autopilot source code got used to develop Xpeng's Autopilot system. And as always, as we receive more information, I will be sure to update you on this story. Here's a bit of breaking news. I was in the middle of posting this episode and then an email came out from Elon to Tesla employees about the Model Y production. So I just want to go through and read the email real quick since it's breaking news. And here it goes. Subject Model Y production. It is extremely important for us to ramp up the Model Y production and minimize rectification needs. I want you to know that it really makes a difference to Tesla right now. Model Y, especially General Assembly, or GA, which stands for General Assembly, is the top priority for both production and manufacturing engineering. GA4, which General Assembly Line 4, is also top priority for facility improvements. For those working on GA4, thank you for bearing with the tough conditions. We'll get better fast. I will be walking the line personally every week. We are doing reasonably well with Model S, X, and 3, but there are production and supply chain ramp problems with Model Y, as is always the case with new products. Please let me know if there's anything they can do to help. Thanks, Elon. So it looks like the Model Y production line is having some issues, which is not honestly a surprise. The production ramp-ups, they always have problems. And then you throw a pandemic on top of that with, you know, you got suppliers that are behind, you got Tesla that shut down for a month and they're behind. Actually, I think they were down for two months, but in either case, it's not great for a new product line launch when you have to shut down and your suppliers have to shut down. And that's just going to, there's going to be supply chain issues 
um, those two months that Tesla would have had to, you know, kind of tweak and perfect the Model Y production, they've missed that. And now they're playing catch up. So honestly, not a surprise. And I don't see this as being a huge deal, but it is some breaking news. And I wanted to add it before I posted the show. So there you go, everybody. Breaking news. All right, folks, that's our whole show for the week. I want to thank everybody for listening. Thank you all for being very patient. I'm actually planning on recording Thursday so that I can make sure to get the podcast out on Friday this week. So look for the show on Friday. I am 98% sure that the show will be released on Friday. Uh, if you want to get in contact with me, you can email me Bodie, B-O-D-I-E at 918digital.com. You can also find me on Twitter at 918digital. My DMs are open. You can communicate me, with me that way if you would like. I hope everyone has a wonderful week and I will talk to you on Friday.